There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The Queen of Funk, Shaka Khan, performs live tonight at MGM National Harbor. We spoke in 2015 before her New Year's Eve bash at the Kennedy Center. Thanks so much for taking the time. Hi, thank you. It's good to be with you. <laughs> Definitely. It's good for us to be with you. Are you kidding me? Well, well thank you. Miss Khan, have you ever played at the Kennedy Center before? I believe so. <laughs> yeah, I think I've done some stuff with a school. Um, I, I don't know. Something or other. But I'm sure I have. <laughs> you know, I played, I'm, you know, I'm playing so many places. I know I played the Kennedy Center before. Yeah, but I'm sure it all runs together after a while. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> it starts to. I've been in it so long. Yeah. Um, and I have hit throughout probably the last three generations. I have, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to sort of, you know, really rethink out my shows and, and try to, you know, make everybody happy. Yeah. So there'll be all of the all the hits in there in there from Rufus onto my um you know, my own career and um right up to date. You know, we just do a walk through time. Yeah. In one of my shows, so it's gonna be awesome. Um yeah, we actually just about a week or two ago um interviewed George Clinton and we went all into Parliament wow. Funkadelic, you know, he's sort of the king of funk and yes, you and you're the queen of funk. Well, thank you. Let's see. You grew up in in, in what was it Southside of Chicago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. growing up, yeah. take me back. You're a little girl growing up in Southside Chicago. If someone transported in time and popped in your little bedroom as you I don't know as you're singing in the mirror or whatever, and said you're going to be the queen of funk one day, what would that little girl in Chicago have said? I wouldn't have understood what they were talking about <laughs> um, because I was a little girl. You know, I, my dad um, and my mom um, they played a lot of jazz or class and or classical music. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't get into, you know, um, <laughs> into, into, into street music or into funk, you know, until I was a little older. Right. Um, but as a little girl, I danced a lot. And uh, that's what you would have caught me doing. I Probably see. dancing and saying, what is a queen of funk? <laughs> <laughs> I would have asked that. Um, I think I read somewhere along the way that you had, when you were, let's see, either a young teen or so, you formed a, a little group with your, with your sister, Taka. Mm-hmm. Tell us yeah. about the Crystalettes. How did that formation happen? Well, we were all in school, in the same school. We lived on the same block. And um, two other friends of mine, um, a girl named um, Finesse Levy, another girl named, another girl named Nikki Scott, mm-hmm. and my sister, Taka, and myself. We were all sitting in the, on our porch and looking at the snow come down onto the sidewalk and how it was looking like crystal and we said i know let's call our group the crystalettes and so we did ah, it was and snow that did it okay and she made our costumes and did up our hair and would escort us to little talent shows around the, the block around the, the neighborhood and um that was the crystalettes and we won a lot of we won a lot of the talent shows 
Yeah? What sort of stuff did you guys sing? Well, you just wrecked the stuff we were hearing on the radio. From, right. You know, we did some Gladys Knight. We did some, um, what else did we do? Oh, God, Cowboys to Girls. We did um, stuff by The Temptations. Right. The Vandellas, Martha and the Vandellas, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It well, was cute. <laughs> Take me through the, you know, the sort of the transition from, you know, the young, starry-eyed dreamer, Crystalettes, to when you finally broke through with Rufus. How did that actually happen? Well, let, let's say, let me let, let you know. Or during all this time, I I didn't really want to be a singer. Oh, really? No, I, I no, I was looking into, you know, botanists or looking into biology or mm-hmm. or you know, teaching or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's where I, my heart was. And or you know maybe I was I was working also part time on an art scholarship um, to the, the you know the, the University of Chicago, mm-hmm. the Arts you know Institute. Yeah. So I was working on that, and um, my mother and I weren't getting along. So I left home. I ran away. At what age? At sixteen. Okay. And um, I was living in like a sort of a hippie kind of commune kind of situation. I got you. And um, we were all like. There were several people who had bands and stuff there, and I uh, joined one of their bands, got on welfare, and I refused to go back home. <laughs> and so I had to sort of change my plans, didn't I? Right. And I started singing to bring in money for the commune. <laughs> I ha- I never knew that. That's wild. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, when I saw the reactions that I was getting from singing, I said, oh, this is a breeze. <laughs> this is something I just do, you know. I might be onto something. For fun, you know. <laughs> and um, so that's when the singer came in. Right. When I first went over home and had to make money, I said, this is something I can do. And um, here I am still singing to make money and trying to, <laughs> <laughs> and trying to incorporate teaching and everything else that I love, you know, sure. in that. Man, if you would have gone into botany, just think, we would have missed out on so many, <laughs> so yeah, much right. good I mean, music. All those great plants I could have grown. <laughs> well, I'm st- I still grow a lot of plants. I have lots of plants. Did you ever think of singing a song about a plant? Well, Stevie Wonder sort of beat me to it, but um, <laughs> no, I really never thought of it until he did it. I said, oh, that's cool. That's an idea. There you go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Stevie, I, early on in Rufus, you guys did, um, didn't you do a, 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 something, a, a something one? Something good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met him. Um, we had a great, um, a real great uh, sort of producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a producer. His name was Bob Monaco. He's no longer with us, but um, I was maybe 19 or 20, 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pregnant, and uh, we were in the studio, Rufus and I. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Bob came in and said, um, "Guys, would you like uh, to meet Stevie Wonder?" And we were like, "Of course." <laughs> we had we had uh, previously covered one of his songs, "Maybe Your yeah. Baby." Maybe Your Baby, yeah. And um, so we loved him, and we didn't believe Bob, of course. <laughs> but the very next night, Bob brought him down to the studio, and um, of course we were amazed. Whole thing, studios, and um, Stevie sat down behind the piano, and he started playing some stuff. And I told him, I said, "Well, I don't like any of that." I said, "You got anything else?" <laughs> he said, "What's your birth sign?" And I told him I was Aries, and I said, "Oh, he's I got something for you." So he started playing, you know, the signature yeah. chords and telling me the waka waka stuff, and <laughs> we all fell in love. We said, "Oh, this is this is the one," and we actually wrote that song together. But I we gave him all the credits. Because uh, we were just so happy to yeah. have, you know, his help and have him in the studio with us. Wow. And all because of you, he he asked you what your birth sign was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what birth sign was, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious. 
And of course, it was your, you know, it was a massive hit, and I, I think it won you, you your first Grammy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you remember a specific time? Because I'm sure you're in there with Stevie, and you, as you guys were writing it and putting it together, you were loving "Tell Me Something Good." But do you remember a moment, whether you, you were, I don't know, if it was driving in the car or whatever, when you first heard that hit the radio? Did it, did it take you aback? Did you, you know, were you blown away that, hey, that's me? Yeah, you know, of course, it when you hear yourself on a radio for the first time, anybody doing anything, I guess. It'd blow you away. Um, yeah. yeah. We were, I remember us being all very excited and blown away. <laughs> and, of course, it gives you more gas. You know, you say, okay, we can do this. Yeah, for, for sure. Do you, remember, do you remember that first Grammy experience where you're looking out at some of your fellow competition and being like, hey, I used to admire you, and now I'm beating you for this award? It's got to be wild. Well, that, ha- that did happen to me. Throughout, it's, it's still happening to me. It's <laughs> happened, it happened, that's happened. That has happened to me throughout my entire career. Yeah. You know, meeting people that, you know, I've loved for years. Um, but, um, yeah, I think the first Grammy um, show that we went to, um, we didn't know what was going on, really. I'm sure we were just really just confused. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, as I recall, I probably just said, thank you. Grabbed the sucker and left. <laughs> Probably that's. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've you've won ten of those suckers over the years. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, <laughs> do, does uh, I, do any of them you know stand out more than the others? Was there one you're sort of most proud of or were most surprised that you won by? Yeah. Well, you know there are a couple really. I mean, <laughs> I got one for a, an album I did. Yeah called The Woman I Am, mm-hmm. and I never heard it played anywhere, you know, and I was wondering, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, okay, so that's one. Yeah. Um, another one I got was when I did this, um, I did a What's Going On by Marvin Gaye with the Funk Brothers. Um, they're the Motown band. Mm-hmm. I did a specialty. It was a, it was a movie they made as well. I did a song in it, and that won a Grammy. I was surprised about that. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. was in 2003, I yeah, believe. I didn't think that. But yeah. it, was a, it was a great performance, I have to say. Didn't you also win for a duet with uh, Ray Charles? Oh, I'll Be Good to You? Yeah, it's I'm a great sure. song. It could have. It probably <laughs> did. That might be one of them. She's won yeah. so many, she forgets. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. What was it like working with uh, with Ray? Oh, it was fabulous. It was wonderful. It was Ray and Quincy, you know? Yeah. That was amazing. It's always great to work with Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um, great working with Ray. He's a great guy. Yeah. He was, and um, we had a good time doing the, doing the song, as I recall. Yeah, definitely. Tell me where you were, I mean, obviously, one of my favorites, I'm sure most people, is I'm Every Woman. Um, mm-hmm. Why, that's like, that, God, it's just so iconic. And, and you could play it to any kid out there today, and they would still know that song. I mean, a, a, everyone knows that song. What do yeah, you, that's that anthem song that I have, yeah. Yeah. Through the wh- fire, that, and through the fire, and yeah. Yeah, where were you when you when you came up with that one? Did you write that one? No, I didn't. Actually, I wish I had. <laughs> I felt like I did actually. That's why I did it. Um, but that was um, Valerie Simpson and her husband. Okay. Yeah, wrote that song. I'm every woman. And um, I was working with Arif Martin in New York. I was living in New York then, and um, we sent in a demo, which sounded nothing like the finished product, of course. <laughs> um, but you know, I said I'd love to do it because I love the changes. But I felt kind of funny singing "I'm Every Woman." I felt funny at that time in my life. Right. Singing I'm Every Woman, I remember feeling a little, like, how dare I say that? <laughs> but now I, I get it, you know. Yeah. I didn't get it then. Right, right, yeah. That is funny, you know. How you have to grow into some things sometimes that you've done. Sometimes you sing it before you even yeah. grow into it. <laughs> exactly. Some some part of me knew that 
it was the right thing to do right. or something, well, I we're, think. We're glad you listened to that part of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, was that, would, would you say that was the one that sort of, you know, um, helped you put, put you on the map sort of as a solo artist? Because you and Rufus were doing absolutely. some great stuff, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That was my first solo hit. Yeah, was that was that big for you as in terms of maybe sort of like a confidence builder? Like, hey, I can do this on my own. Absolutely, yeah. Because I was feeling very like weird. I've always been with a band or a group, you know, and part of a group situation. Yeah. And I loved that, you know, sort of the anonymity of that. Um, Rufus didn't start falling apart until the record label decided to put my name out front. Ah. Shaka Khan and Rufus. That's when we. That was the, the beginning of our downfall. So I had a, you know, sort of a problem with that whole thing really you when think... we had to break up yeah and i was on stage by myself i didn't have bobby on one side and tony on the other yeah um you know i felt really weird for a long time mm-hmm. it took me years to get used to you know just being a front person on my own now i don't think i could have it any other way yeah why, why do you think that was your, your downfall getting you getting sort of top billing there did it start a little well, you because know we internal were bad, you know yeah. we were we were Rufus, yeah. period. Yeah. And that was it. And we all were equal in the takes, equal in the makes, mm-hmm. equal in everything. We were democratic. We voted on songs. Right. My votes never won, of course. <laughs> um, but Because uh, you kept you know, pitching was, plant botany songs. It, yeah, well, there was a certain security <laughs> in that. You know, I yeah. felt secure. Right. You dig. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy, you know, being up front. Yeah. But I'm every woman helped you break break out there on your own and uh, that's absolutely right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was my my first uh, my first solo CD. Do you remember where you were when you first heard the Whitney cover? Oh God, no, I don't remember. Christ's sake. Well, maybe but not I remember did, exactly I, I where you were. You, I'm telling you, she did such a great job. Yeah. That I listened to those background vocals. I said, Are those hers or mine? <laughs> you know, I did really question that until for for a while. Yeah. And um, you know, I said, that doesn't really matter. She did such a great job. Yeah, that's one of those that's been done, you know, multiple times. But uh, yours and Whitney's are both killer versions. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where were you when I Feel For You came around? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I was in New York. I was still living in New York. Right. That I know. Right. And that was like, that was during the time Prince first came out. It was during the time of his, the release of his first uh, CD. Right. Had just come out. Um. And I heard that song on that CD, and I said, this is a great freaking song. So mm-hmm. I said, I'd love to cover this. So I played it for my producer, Arf, and uh, he said, yeah. He said, it's a very, very, very nice song. So we did it, Yeah. and uh, I sang it one night, and it sounded great. Went home, came back the next night, and Arf said to me, um, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> I said, so I hate surprises. So I was like, oh, shit, what? <laughs> so he, he played the song, and he had a rapper on it. Wow. Um, saying my name over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said, oh, my God. I said, this sounds good, but hell, he sang my name over and over again. What's going to happen? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I did not like that part. But he said, don't worry, my dear. Just forget about it. It's going to be a hit. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> so he was right. I have no way of picking the hits. I don't know how to do that. So. Well, if anyone knew that secret, then you know everyone would be rich. You know, sometimes. Yeah. Everybody would have hits. Yeah. <laughs> Did Prince give you any good feedback on your version of it? Absolutely. Yeah. I was in San Francisco. I don't know what I was doing up there, um, but he was up there too recording. Um, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> but I get this phone call. <laughs> it's like he's like the Secret Service, you know? Yeah, I for get sure. a phone call. And he's talking to me, but he was uh, talking like Sly. Now, Sly and I were very good friends, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was talking exactly like Sly. And he said, I'm in the studio. Why don't you come down? Um, so I thought I was going down to the studio to see Sly. So I went, took my car, went, ran down there to see him. And um, in this whole studio, it was, it was empty except for one one booth, you know. And there was yeah. this little short guy in there with a guitar. So I said, well, where's Sly? And then he came out, and he, you know, he said, I'm the one that called you. That's hilarious. So he tricked me. <laughs> so I was a little pissed, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I started talking to him, got to know him. And uh, that's when I first met him. And, you know, I got in my car and came back. But we've been friends ever since. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm-mm. Was he was he intentionally doing a sly impression, or you just yeah, you so just missed it? A... He could get me down to the studio. He knew that if he said it was Prince, I wouldn't go anywhere. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> but um, I we're, think we're great friends. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We did all... a great album together. We did a great CD together. That um, it's almost unknown. It's called "Come to My House." Oh, okay, but it's a fabulous. He, I. Um, uh, I wrote all the stuff on it. We both wrote the stuff together, and it's amazing. That's know? fantastic. Well, we know you're a busy woman, so um, and we could talk about everything forever. But I'll, oh, we'll talk another time, and we'll do it again. Exactly. We'll let you. Nice talking to you, really. Everybody, yeah. the one and only Shaka Khan, almost botanist, <laughs> queen of funk on WTOP. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you, Jason. Take care. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.